steps could Asia take to enhance intellectual property protection and what impact could it have on the future of innovation development in the region? In this podcast, the United States Patent and Trademark Office's Peter Fowler explains the link between intellectual property rights and growth, the status of intellectual property protection and enforcement in Asia, and the path to harmonization that boosts trade and competition in a globalized, digitally driven marketplace. Hi, Mr. Fowler, and welcome to Asia's Developing Future. To start things off, can you describe the correlation between intellectual property rights and economic growth? Strong IP rights do not contribute to economic growth simply by being codified into law, but rather by increasing investment possibilities with such investments then being associated with the stimulation of long-term growth. Strong patent protection leads to improvements in factor accumulation, which in turn has an influence on economic growth. The World Intellectual Property Organization in its Global Innovation Index provides detailed metrics about the innovation performance of 131 countries and economies around the world. As WIPO has noted, strong IPR protections are associated with increased private sector R&D, higher levels of innovation, greater high-value sector job creation, and more promotion and commercialization of cutting-edge clinical research. Taken together, these various indices provide excellent insight into the role of IP in innovation and the impact that IP has on economies. What are some notable characteristics of Asia's intellectual property landscape? The Asia-Pacific region is a challenging yet promising environment. The IP landscape includes a range of IP legal regimes, some still emerging, modern and sophisticated in others. Yet the overall trajectory of progress on IP is clear. The region is a dynamo of trade and manufacturing, with R&D-based industries and high-tech commerce finding a ready home and online commerce expanding exponentially. And it is a magnet for investors and innovators, and it will likely continue to be for the foreseeable future. But to realize its full potential, greater harmonization of IP regimes, expanded public awareness and education about the benefits of IP to economic growth, and more effective proactive enforcement of IP should be the highest priorities for policymakers. Do you think it's feasible to establish regional IP administration in Asia and the Pacific? While completing the outstanding task will be a challenge, the goal of regional economic integration is laudable and should be widely supported. Yet its success depends on the harmonization of IP norms and practices across the region. As individual countries implement policies and initiatives to expand trade, attract investment, open their markets, and promote innovation, the potential positive influence on regional IP protection and enforcement efforts cannot be discounted and will likely gain support from the business and innovation-oriented community. If WIPO is correct that invention is the bedrock of innovation and that viable invention depends on a robust patent system, then countries in the region, especially in the Pacific part of Asia-Pacific, will need to consider how to move forward in renovating their IP systems to meet the expectations of innovative investors and gain the approval of global innovation arbiters. Given the disparity of economic levels, resources, variations, of legal systems, and cultural attitudes about the value of IP to national economic development, this may prove a hard path to navigate. What's the status of IP harmonization efforts in the region? 
efforts at harmonization to date have been basic and incremental. Even initiatives that would significantly benefit IP applicants have sometimes proved hard to achieve or prioritize. Practices vary among countries, of course, and the least developed economies in the region may not feel pressure to take dramatic action in the absence of vocal demands from domestic constituencies. What's the biggest hurdle for economic integration and greater harmonization of IP norms and practices in Asia? The efficient resolution of disputes over IP remains a challenge, especially in the courts. While some countries in the region have created specialized courts or implemented special rules for IP disputes, others have not. So the litigation of IP disputes may prove to be a barrier to timely and efficient resolution of commercial IP disputes. Not surprisingly, IP rights holders will want to see their IP treated the same throughout a single market economy. But without a supranational judicial organ, rights holders will be left to the uncertainties of individual national judicial bodies in protecting and enforcing their IP. While there has been greater levels of intra-regional cooperation by law enforcement agencies in investigating and prosecuting transnational IP crime, integrated judicial system may seem a bridge too far. Yet the success of the EU in creating regional enforcement mechanism demonstrates that it is both feasible and of economic value. In the Pacific region, the USPTO is currently working with the Oceania Customs Organization on a project to harmonize the IP laws and border measures among a number of its member territories with an eye towards the long-term goal of establishing a regional IP administration. To what extent could an integrated IP administration push innovation in urgent areas like climate change mitigation? I think a lot of leading patent offices in the world, the IP5, the five largest, have worked very closely together to develop programs and initiatives to try to accelerate the patenting of innovations in the area of climate change. environmental protection, and other types of patents. The U.S. has the Patents for Humanity, which are different categories of patents that we accelerate the process. We waive fees and we move them very quickly through the system. I think this is because we've seen that investors are interested in available patents. To wrap up, how can patent offices work together to drive innovation moving forward? One of the things that we've tried to work just consistently with globally is moving the patent examination process more speedily. That doesn't mean sacrificing quality. It means simplifying processes and examination. The patent prosecution highway that we in Japan and Korea and many other countries have utilized globally has been successful in that. It allows patent offices working with the same application in different offices to jointly move that patent forward. We've also expanded, uh, as have other major offices, patent validation agreements. In other words, if an invention has already been granted a patent in one of the major IP patent offices in the world, the question arises, why should then every developing country reinvent the wheel by examining it again and again and again? It's a struggle for even the most major patent offices to keep abreast of constantly changing cutting-edge technology for examination purposes. It is impossible. This has been Asia's Developing Future, brought to you by the Asian Development Bank Institute. For more information about us, visit adbi.org.